Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And he swings, hits it high, and deep, and gone! Still going back! Welcome back to The Call-Up, your go-to podcast on the future stars of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Arm Layton, and in today's episode, we have an interview with one of the biggest breakout prospects in all of the minor leagues this year. It's Tigers outfield prospect, Justice Big B, a 19th round pick back in 2021. Big B has really put things together and had an awesome season really across the board offensively. It's been so much fun to watch him perform while really getting acclimated to the outfield because he was playing predominantly first base. And while he makes this switch to the outfield pretty much full time, he has slashed his strikeout rate in half. He has upped his power across the board and he's hitting for average. The numbers were were fine. They were solid last year. Between low A and high A, he produced a, a 111 WRC plus predominantly in low A. And of course, the Florida State League, as we talk about, is an absolute graveyard. He produced that 727 OPS, struck out around 23% of the time, walked at a 7% clip. But then you look at the numbers this year, and this is between high A and double A. He's been one of the best hitters in the minor leagues, period, let alone the Tiger system. 354, 416, 553 slash line, a 166 WRC+. He's up the walk rate to 9%. He's cut the K rate to 14.5% overall in the season. But more notably, and even more impressively, after he got the promotion to double A, it was 37 games in high A where he just tore it up to a 161 WRC+. He gets the bump up to double A and kicks it into another gear. 169 WRC plus there, 11 home runs in 62 games, cuts the strikeout rate even further. It was 18% in high A, it's 12% in double A. He's slashing at the double A level in 62 games, 366, 425, 559. That will play. That will absolutely play. This guy has really figured things out in the box, and it's a bit reminiscent in in terms of just the breakout and where he was drafted to a Kerry Carpenter, right? Because Kerry Carpenter had a decent year and then really put things together that following season as a 24-year-old in what was mostly high A, double A, and then a little bit of triple A, and I still think Big B will get a taste of triple A at the very end of the season here. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Similarly, Bigby was also a 19th round pick, but in the 2021 draft. So there are some similarities there. Bigby comes from an even smaller school in Western Carolina, and that's what makes it an even more fun story. This is somebody that played all four years there, and 
maybe could have been drafted in 2020 had the draft not been shortened, but it probably would have been somewhere in the later range. And then he comes back for one final season and just goes nuclear at Western Carolina, hitting almost 400 with more power and doing a lot of things that I think caught the attention of the Tigers. And that's why they snagged him in the 19th round. But it's been so awesome to see him continue to build. He got a brief taste in Pro Bowl in 2021. That was really at the end of his collegiate season. So he only got to play about 20 something games at the complex. Then 2022 was that first full taste. And then now we're seeing what he's doing in 2023. It's really hard to refute what he's doing offensively. It's power to all fields. It's an above average field to hit. The approach has continued to get better as he talks about, and he demolishes fastballs. So there is a lot to like with Justice Bigby. He seems like a prime candidate to go to the Arizona Fall League, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't go to the AFL. That's a place, too, where he can just continue to build this momentum and and build this stock because his all-fields power will definitely play out in the desert where the ball flies, and I think he will just continue to build out there. And it's a good spot to continue to work on the defense because, of course, he has really recently made that move to being more of that full-time corner outfielder, and that is something that takes a little bit more time than people think, but he has already seemed to get very acclimated out there and is already getting comfortable and just more reps and more reps can only help. And that's why the the fall league seems to make a lot of sense. I know Tigers fans are very excited about Big B because they feel like they may have another breakout here within their own system. And that's always exciting to see. I think for fans outside of the Tigers system, you should be paying attention to Big B. Those numbers are no joke, especially at the double A level. The swing looks great. And as you can tell from this interview, he's somebody that is really keen on making adjustments and figuring out how he can maximize his offensive game and maximize every aspect of his game. He's a thoughtful hitter that really focuses on what inefficiencies he has and how he can improve upon those. And he talks about that and how he was able to do that throughout the offseason leading into this year, which, of course, plays a huge part in this massive breakout that we've seen from him. So without further delay, here is a conversation with Tigers prospect Justice Bigby. Here is Justice Bigby, outfield prospect in the Detroit Tigers system, who for my money, is the breakout guy in this system. I mean, it's been unbelievable to see what you've done this year, Justice. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. I, pre- I appreciate you having me. So I got to just start with this and, and the congratulations I gave you before we hit record, but I got to say it again. Like, dude, this year has been unbelievable to monitor. I mean, every time I think you're going to slow down, like just by human nature, right? Like, how can a guy keep up this pace? You, you put together four hits again and you just continue to have these multi-hit games and be as consistent as possible, but also while keeping the strikeouts down while handling a promotion up to double a and just not stopping there. How has this year been for you? And uh, just on the emotional side, like how, how fun has it been to have everything kind of clicking for you on just a different level in 2023? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, this year has been, this year has been great. I mean, uh, really, uh, Getting up to Double A and uh, you know playing playing with these guys uh, up here is it's been really fun. I mean, obviously I've I've had a a, a good year, so that makes it even more fun. Um, but I mean, you, you said it. I mean, trying to be consistent. Um, you know, that's the I think that's the key to the key to this game. If you want to continue to improve, is be consistent. Um, and you can't really control uh, too much of the results. Um, but I think staying consistent in your routine and everything is is I think I think the key. 
You mentioned not being able to control the results, but you look at last year, I think over the course of the entire season, finished with an OPS right around 727, solid numbers. But <laughs> this year, I mean, 971, uh, you know, and that's between high A and double A. Last year was between mostly low A and high A. Really tough place to hit in the Florida State League, which is important to note. And like yeah. the ball, it's a graveyard out there. And I know you like to spray the ball to all fields, and that's something we're going to talk about and your ability to go the other way. But what has really allowed you to kick things into a different gear this year? Of course, 17 home runs is a lot more than three. Of course, Florida State League, tough to play in. But just regardless, you look across the slash line, you're hitting 353, dude. Like, what is what has clicked this year for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about that, I guess, you know. Um, you know, looking back, I guess, to last year, I mean, and, and, uh, you know, I've, I've answered this question before, kind of like, I've, I've felt like the last, you know, month to month and a half of last year, uh, maybe I would even maybe say two months of last year, um, you know, a little bit before I got moved up to West Michigan. And then uh, once I got up to West Michigan, you know, I was feeling really good at the plate then. I mean, I was, I, I had felt kind of my power clicking a little bit more. Um, I had felt my swing clicking a little bit a little bit more than it had in, in earlier part of the year. Um, and, like, and like you said, I mean, the Florida State League is definitely a <laughs> tough place to uh, put up some home runs. And uh, I could definitely feel it a little bit better. Um, you know, I was seeing the ball better. I was uh, being able to pull the ball a little bit better, you know, get get some more lift on the ball. Um, I, I could definitely feel it then. And I was able to kind of carry that momentum, um, even though we had an offseason between, but carry that momentum into spring training and, really carry it into the offseason and really work on what felt well and um, improve on that. What's really interesting is, you know, usually it's that, okay, I have an offseason to tinker and, you know, controlled setting where I'm not worried about results as much. And that's where things click. But you mentioned that it was kind of in that latter couple weeks of the season. What changed for you, you know, while you're playing there down the stretch when, you know, to be honest, a lot of guys kind of, check out a little bit and go through the motions a bit at the end, especially when it's just one of those long years. And I wouldn't blame you for doing so given that you're playing in the heat in the Florida state league up until the, the last, the last week and a half there, when you got the bump up to West Michigan, what was it that you found maybe mechanically over those last couple of weeks, or was it a mental, uh, you know, little aspect to it or an approach thing that, that really allowed you to find that comfort over the last handful of games? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, obviously it's, it's tough getting, getting into the September, late, late August, September down, down in Florida. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely tough. I mean, with that heat. Um, but I think really, um, focusing on, on that, on that one day, one day at a time aspect. And I think, um, really, really getting some of my confidence, um, you know, cause you know, so you, you kind of go most of the year without really feeling like you could drive the ball, you know, and, and I, I did, I did a decent job in, in, in college with it, but then kind of goes away and kind of lose that confidence of like, how, how am I going to get this? How am I going to, how am I going to get this? And then once you see it a couple times, you're like, okay, there it is. I can, I can do it. And um, something that um, I think helped me a lot was that confidence aspect of it, of getting, getting moved up to West Michigan and then having some success, um, in those very, very short period of time, you know, having some success and being like, I can see seeing the ball drive. And, you know, I only had one home run, but I had some doubles and I you could feel even uh, my fly balls and line outs and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm very close. I feel it. Yeah. I mean, in those nine games at West Michigan, you, you slash 387, 441, 613. That's you know, 12 hits and five extra base hits, as you mentioned, in that span. I mean, that, that'll absolutely play. And that sends you on a positive note into the offseason. And 
you continue to work. And of course that has led to phenomenal results through the majority of this season where, you know, in these 98 games so far, you've got that 971 OPS. What was your focus in the off season other than maintaining that momentum to again, kind of hit things into another gear and, and get yourself prepared for a season where you figured, yeah, this is going to be the big test, right? You're going to get to double A eventually starting high A and uh, hopefully get to double A. That seems to be the, the, the equalizer usually uh, with, with hitters and, and specifically kind of that, that test to see where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, I knew, I knew um, going into the off season, um, you know, talking with some of the, the you know, obviously all, all of the hitting coordinators, all of the hitting coordinators, um, you know, uh, Kenny Graham, Max Gordon, um, Jeff Branson, all those guys, they, uh, it, it, it was, it was, they, they were extremely helpful. I mean, extremely helpful, um, you know, cause you know, all of them kind of said, look, you know, just, we, we would like to see you improve on, you know, your power and your pull side power. Um, you know, I think that, that that's going to help you improve a lot and, and, you know, kind of, kind of move you, move you a little bit better. Um, and I, and I think, that I kind of, you know, took, took to heart. And I mean, I, you know, that was something that I really, really wanted to improve on. I wanted to pull the ball in the air with power and, you know, continue to use my, you know, right field approach, um, in, in, kind of my middle of the field approach, but add that to my game. And I think that was very, um, they made that very obvious to me as to something that I can improve on. And I really, um, that was something that I took into the off season and, and, really, really worked, you know, you know, as hard as I could really to, to improve on that. From what I'm able to see, it, it looked like you've been a bit more stacked on your backside as, as you st- set up. And, uh, and I'm interested to talk about your, your timing mechanism as well, because sometimes it looks like you got a little bit more of that, that gathering like it. other times it's more of a toe tap. It seemed depending on, you know, how quick a guy is to home plate. We'll start with like being stacked on the backside. Is that a fair takeaway? Are you a little bit more stacked on that backside before you start? Yeah, no, that's definitely, definitely a fair takeaway. I mean, that's something, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, that was a small tweak in my, in my lower half. I wouldn't say part of my swing, um, per se yeah. upper half yeah. body, um, you know, but definitely my lower half, that was something that I, um, wanted to improve on and, and, you know, to kind of get back onto that backside and, uh, really use, use my legs. I think I was, um, you know, going back to last year, I think I was, um, collapsing a little bit on my front side, um, which was causing me to get a little pushy with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that getting a little bit more stacked to my backside and into, um, you know, kind of into my hip a little bit, um, was, I was able to create some of that lift without changing the swing per se. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and I think, um, that's something, uh, that, that I, that I really, really wanted to improve in the off season. What's interesting is you talk about the pull side power and, and being able to kind of, tap into that a bit more and have that be a part of your game. But, and you've done that, but what stands out to me is that you've leveraged the strength even further. Now I feel like, because you mentioned a pushy swing, maybe or are getting a little bit forward with your body. It's very hard to hit the ball anywhere with authority that way, but, but even the other way as well, now you're able to kind of let the ball get deeper and hit it with even more authority the other way. And some of these home runs oppo are, are shots. And, and that's the, the interesting thing to me is you're still leaning into that, ability to drive the ball the other way. That seems to just kind of be your MO, but elevating that while also improving upon something that was a focus for you going pull side. How have you been able to balance that? Because it's one thing to improve your pull side power, but sometimes that can maybe come at expense of using the whole field. You've improved pull side. 
but you're still really leaning into the strength of going the other way. 12 of 17 of your home runs have been to the opposite field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, it's, I think that's something that I wanted to stay consistent at. I mean, that's, uh, that's one of the strengths of my swing. And I think, um, you know, improving your strengths and also improving your weaknesses. I think, uh, you know, obviously a lot of times I think uh, some people can get too focused on your weaknesses and then you end up kind of losing, you know, and then losing, losing what you do well, you know? So I think, especially in in the game of baseball where, you know, you can, you can find yourself struggling. I think being able to go back to that strength and being like, Hey, this is, this is what I do. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to this and I'm going to, you know, try, try to get some, uh, you know, try to get some results back this way when you're struggling. I think that's something that can really, you know, that, that has helped me out at least, um, you know, especially. Beyond the, the power that you've been able to to add here is that you're also just mentioned the jump in batting average, but even beneath the hood, the, the, the numbers beneath the hood are incredibly encouraging in the contact department in terms of cutting that strikeout rate down to what's been under 15% this year after hovering in the low 20% range last year. And then just looking at, some advanced data like in zone whiff on fastballs is ne- nearly cut in half. What, what has allowed you to, to make so much more consistent contact while also leveraging more power? Yeah, I think um, at least for me be, being, I mean, I, like you said, the, the fastball um, I, I, I want to be ready for that pitch in, in, in the heart. Uh, I think a lot of guys, I mean, especially um, in pro ball, I mean, they, they, the fastball, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a lot of people's, you know, pitch, the fastball command, um, and, and being able to, um, hit that pitch at higher velocities, um, was something that that's another part of my game that I wanted to improve on is once I made, um, the, once I got drafted from Western, I think, uh, I I don't want to say that I wasn't ready. Um, but it was, it was definitely a big jump in velocity wise coming from coming from Western. Um, and the first, first pro season really getting a taste of, of the the professional game and 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 the pitchers and what they have and their stuff and their velocities and I think that was something that um, going to into the offseason I knew I needed to improve on is is hitting the hitting the velocity I mean that's you you know you watch a MLB game tonight you're you mean that's that's what you're going to see you're going to yeah. see high velocity yeah. and um, that's something that's that's a big part of my game that I wanted to improve. So how were you able to do that? Because it's it's one thing to just say, oh, I'm ready for the fastball. But when it comes in at 98, it, it, it's hard to stay ready. Was sure. starting a little bit more pre-stacked? Was that, did that kind of aid the process? Or were there some other tweaks that allowed you to just be more on time and be ready for, for the hard stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I guess going back to the offseason, I, uh, I, I used the machine um, at, at high velocity. I mean, that was, um, yeah, I, I kind of sat down and, and thought to myself for, you know, what that time I was taking off in the beginning of the I was like, I, I kind of thought of how I wanted to improve on this and how I wanted to go about, um, you know, figuring it out. And I think um, using the machine, I, I was able to slowly ramp up um, throughout the offseason and uh, and towards spring training get to um, super high velocity to where, like, maybe I'm not killing it and I'm not smoking the ball in the gaps um, in the cages, but I'm, I'm consistently getting the barrel to that pitch. Um, and, and I think that that, um, kind of helped me, like you said, get into my backside a little bit and, and, and tinker with my swing a little bit 
and figure out what's the best way that my body can move to get to this pitch and to, to hit this pitch with, with authority. I mean, this year it's been, it's been really impressive to see what you've done against fastballs. I don't know if you know what your numbers are against specifically four seamers, but you're hitting over, over 400 against four seamers. So that'll play that that'll tend to work. And, And it sounds like just, getting the reps seem to be the way to do that, right? Just, just cranking it up and, and really exposing it. It's people tend to tell me that the machine can kind of expose some inefficiencies more than almost anything else. Do you, do you feel like that's the case? Absolutely. I mean, you, I mean, um, you know, in, in college, I, I wasn't a big machine guy. I, I mean, in high school, I never hit off the machine and I get to college and, you know, it was kind of a rude awakening with the machine. Um, you know, they cranked it up to, you know, as, as pretty much as fast as it would go. And, you know, the ball shooting out and going two seams, cutters, sinkers, uh, you know, you getting everything. And it, it seems almost unfair. It seems like extremely hard. Um, but that was the good part. I mean, that, that, that trained me, um, to, to, I mean, and I think another aspect of that machine is just getting the barrel to the ball. I think that that's a machine shooting out, um, a bunch of different pitches, um, consistently getting the barrel to the ball, um, it, it trains your eyes and trains, trains every, everything that you do um, hitting. And I think that that was something that, that improved as well. You talk about the jump from Western Carolina to the, the to professional baseball. That, that is one heck of a jump, but also there's some good baseball and, and people don't realize it, between what you played against in that conference. And then of course, you know, in the Northwoods for multiple years where you put up really good numbers there, when you got to Western Carolina, they were kind of in, in in a transitional phase, right? That that freshman year for you or that first season, it, it was not the best, I think, performance-wise in terms of the record, but you got an opportunity to play right away and and built yeah. on that. And then you look at your your four-year career. I mean, the numbers just got better and better and better. Did you think that you had a chance coming out in 2020? Of course, if, if the season had not gotten canceled based on what you did, because for a little bit of background for the listeners, I mean, after your freshman year where you put up really solid numbers and I mean, you, you had to be one of the, the best contributors on your ball club. You go to the Northwoods League, go perform out there and, and probably learn a lot of things out there. And then you come back for that sophomore season and go nuclear OPS over a thousand, 12 home runs and then perform really, really well in the Northwoods league in 68 games. I mean, you played a, you played a full campaign that year. I mean, that was, what was it? 130, 140 games. Was that in preparation yeah. for potentially you coming out in the 2020 draft? If, if you had had a full season and, or were you just trying to get as many at bats as possible? Cause I haven't seen a workload like that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was, uh, that was, that was definitely, um, I, I, it was a very good year, but it was a very tough year as well. You know, uh, you know, trying to figure out, um, you know, that, I mean, my freshman year of college was, um, that was my first, the first year I had ever played baseball year round, um, played football in, in, in high school. So, um, that was the first year I had played baseball year round. And then that second year I'd make the jump to, you know, like you said, a hundred and, you know, whatever games that would be, um, you know, and I think, when I got to the Northwoods, um, our manager, Donnie Scott, um, who, who I got to know pretty well, um, you know, has managed all, you know, has been around Joey Votto, uh, managed Pete Alonzo, um, you know, some, some very, very good baseball players, uh, and just kind of learning, um, learning the game from him as well as, you know, my, uh, you know, Co- coach Miranda at, uh, at, at Western, um, th- those two definitely helped me in, in, in the sense of, how to go about 
playing that many games and, and, and how to, you know, take care of your body, but you know, when to push your body and, um, you know, it's definitely, definitely something that, uh, I think was very beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially Mm -hmm. come this time of the year and, you know, in, in professional baseball, I mean, that's, it's, 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 um, you know, it's, it's a grind and, and it's being able to, to show up to the field, um, that same energy and, and that same, you know, fire and, and, and ready to play, um, every day is something that, uh, you know, I learned from, you know, those, those two coaches as well. And they, they really, really helped me out. So where did that have you in your headspace in terms of where you thought you could potentially go? Like, did you think that the draft was was an option in 20 at that point, given what you had done both in your sophomore season and then, you know, in in the Northwoods had the season not gotten banged, of course, because of because of COVID. Did you feel like that there was a chance that you could have went out that year? And and, and where were you at in your headspace at that point? Because I know a lot of people were considering maybe undrafted opportunities or, you know, whether they go back to school. Like, what was that whole process like for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously in 20 that, you know, with the shortened season and in, in the COVID season and everything um, going into the season, um, I, I didn't really I had I had no idea. I really was like, I, I don't I don't really know um, you know, quite how this works or, you know, what, what, what I need to do. And, and, and I think, um, I think what was really helping for me was just like going out there and, and trying to put that to the side as much as I could, mm-hmm. um, you know, go, I guess in the 2020 year, um, you know, and, and it was definitely, definitely, you know, uh, it was a new, a new thing for me. And I, I wasn't, um, I didn't really know quite, how to go about all of that. And I wasn't really sure, um, you know, if I was going to get drafted, if I wasn't going to get drafted, um, you know, but then obviously 2020 gets, gets, uh, canceled and we get pushed and, um, you know, uh, I didn't have the, the best year. Um, let's start, I guess the 18, 19 games or, you know, whatever it would be. Um, but then, uh, obviously the, the draft was shortened and, uh, you know, had, had a lot of conversation between, the free agent route and going back to school and, you know, kind of, um, that was definitely, uh, that was definitely an interesting time, you know, the, yeah. the world shut down and you're trying to decide <laughs> if you want to uh, go play professional baseball. And it was definitely a weird time, but, um, you know, I think it, uh, you know, definitely, definitely worked out. And I, uh, yeah. you know, um, you know, went from there. I mean, you made you made the best decision you possibly could have. You go back to school, you hit nearly 400 in that final season there. You put up an 1121 OPS and then end up getting selected there uh, in the 19th round, uh, which was really awesome because there's a guy that was selected in the 19th round by the Tigers as well, who is uh, doing quite some exciting things at the big league level and Kerry Carpenter. Uh, but this must have been a really cool moment for you, given the whole process of you know not really knowing, having to make that decision on your future when it seemed like there was no future in our world at that point. Like the whole world had stopped. And to your point, you have to make this decision on uh, the, the rest of your career and, and have it go the right way and know that you you bet on yourself in the right way. Uh, looking back on on that whole process, how much do you think? that gave you confidence in just believing in yourself? Because again, I think it's easy to say, Oh, I'll just go into pro ball and get my foot in the door. And, and that's the side of it that I totally understand as well. We just had David Schneider on from the blue Jays and he's like, yeah, I would have signed for free. I would have done it. I just wanted to get in the door. And I get that perspective too. I think those are both 
different angles of confidence that I really appreciate. Uh, how much confidence did you have going into that last year? And you know, how much does that give you now moving forward, just knowing that, hey, I bet on myself, it worked and you just continue to, to progress in a really awesome way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, yeah, obviously there's definitely two ways to look at it. I mean, I, and, and I, I, you know, I, obviously I looked at it from both, from both ways at that time, you know, in, in 2020, I looked at it, you know, whether I was going to go back to school or, you know, it was, it was definitely a tough decision. And I, um, you know, prayed about it. And, um, you know, I think, you know, God definitely, definitely, uh, moved me in the right direction. Um, you know, I think, um, that was one of, you know, one of the bigger decisions that I've had to make in, you know, in my, in my, in my life. And I think, uh, you know, it's definitely, um, de- definitely, uh, a, a tough decision, but I think, uh, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very grateful to, you know, be able to go back to school and, and it, it worked out, worked out well, I had a good year and, and very thankful and, you know, an unbelievable moment that the Tigers were able to take a, take a chance on me in the 19th. So, I mean, I, I can't be, you know, any more thankful and grateful to, to them for doing, for doing that. Yeah, that's what that was my last question before I was going to get into some some defensive talk is, did you have any idea how that draft was going to go? And we, we talk about just, OK, this was a little bit more of a calming situation, given that you hit 400 nearly and put up big numbers and you, you knew you were going to get a pro opportunity. But did you really have any idea how it would unfold and, and where you could go and and how things might 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 wind up? Yeah, I mean, in not really. I mean, I, I didn't quite know, um, you know, whether. Um, if I would go or when I would go, I didn't, didn't really have a, didn't really have a great idea. Um, you know, I, I definitely knew I, I wanted to, I wanted to play and I wanted to, um, you know, whether I got drafted or a free agent opportunity, um, arose, I think, you know, that was definitely something that was in the mix and I, um, but, uh, definitely once I got drafted, it was very exciting and able to go from there. Yeah. Awesome, man. And, and since then your, your first pro season you play mostly first base and then now you've been playing predominantly outfield and that's that's you know a big a bit of a transition which is something that i know you have to put a lot of work into and something that doesn't come easy you split time between left and right seeing a little bit more action in left how's that process been going for you in terms of developing as an outfielder and and what's the work been like yeah um you know i you know, I played obviously that first, um, you know, first year and a half, um, I guess, uh, I guess not really half, but, um, year at first base and then, uh, you know, predominantly, uh, like you said, outfield, um, this year. So I think, uh, it's, it's definitely something that, um, was that, that I was very willing to do. And, and cause I, I want to be on the field. I mean, I, that's, if, if I can create more opportunities for myself and, and, and anything to help the team win and, and to, to provide for anything that, you know, the team that I can go in, in, in the outfield or in the infield, you know, that's definitely something that, that I want to be able to do. Um, you know, so I think um, improving in the outfield, you know, it's definitely something that I've been working on all, all, all year with uh, Arnie and our, our bench coach here, uh, Matt, Matt Malott. He's been helping me, helping me a lot in, in West Michigan. We had, bench coach Timmy, Timmy Garland, who was, who was helping me a bunch, um, you know, just with the routes and, and, you know, um, situations in the game and arm strength and all, really everything that goes into the outfit. I've definitely been improving. And that's something that um, going into this offseason that I really want to improve on. I really want to become 
um, you know, very solid and in, in, in good defender out there um, for sure. For those who may not know the process, what what is it like in terms of trying to improve in the outfield? A lot of I know a lot of guys like to get those live reads and BP. Of course, there's just yeah. getting those jumps and, and you mentioned the routes, but it's it's one thing to say, oh, this is what you need to do. But what's the process like of improving it? And, and you're going to do in, in the offseason as well, but doing it throughout the season. What is the improvement process look like for a player who's still getting reps in the outfield? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, you know, like you said, get, getting getting live reads off the bat and, and, and batting practice is, I think, the most important thing. Um, you know, uh, really taking, you know, the the that batting practice serious and, you know, you know, not 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 killing yourself and wearing yourself down yeah. in, in batting yeah. practice, but, you know, really getting some live jumps off of off of the bat and, yeah. um uh, you know, there's obviously, you know, some smaller drills with some footwork and, um, you know, some stuff like that. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing is, is getting live reads off the bat in, in batting practice. I mean, that's the most game like you're going to get before the game. Um, you know, and I think, um, being able to get good jumps out there is, is definitely going to translate to the game and, and, and help you help you come game time. You mentioned outfield defense and just continuing to hone in on that as, as an off season focus. What other offseason focuses do you have uh, as, as we move into what, what was, of course, an awesome year for you? And now you have a chance to either maybe finish this year in AAA or get the chance to start in AAA next year. What are some focuses ahead of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously uh, I, w- I want to improve, you know, like we were just talking defense, um, you know, and everything that comes along with that. Uh, arm strength, uh, mobility, speed, agility, everything like that. Um, Cause I think you can always improve on that no matter what position, but I think specifically in the outfield, um, that's something that I want to improve on. And then, um, you know, obviously I want to continue to improve, um, you know, I guess hitting wise, I want to continue to improve on, on that higher, higher velocity. I think that's something that, mm-hmm. um, the, the more that I can train that and the more that I can get better at that, I think um, the slower um, the game, the game will happen while you're in the batter's box. I think that's, um, you know, the, the slower you can create the game and in and, and the batter's box, um, you know, um, the, the better off you're going to be. And, 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 and definitely not trying, trying to get the game to, to not speed up on you. Um, and I think going into the off season, uh, physically with hitting and everything, that's that's something that I want to focus on as well. To, to wrap up, what kind of player do you do you see yourself being at, at the highest level? Because there's a lot of different things you do well. You've got the the bat to ball ability. Again, the approaches continue to get better, and now you're you're working on that outfield defense and going from a first base profile to now a guy that's grinding it out there in both corners. What kind of player can Tigers fans look forward to getting here with, with Justice Bigby? Because I know that the Tigers fans are very, very excited about you know, what you've started to do and, and what you're building here uh, throughout your minor league career already. Yeah, I mean, that, and I think at least for me, I, I want to be, um, you know, kind of the player that um, can really I, I want to be able to do anything that I can do to to help, you know, whatever team that I'm on, whether, you know, any, anywhere in the organization, I want to be the player and the teammate and the person um, that, that that can help the team win. And I think uh, that's something that I, you know, um, I, I want to pride myself on and, and I want to do anything that I can do, um, you know, to, to win the game and, and, and to, to, to be, to, to help, help us win games and, and, and anything I can do, anything I can do.
I love it. Well, you're, you're doing a good job of that so far this year. I mean, if you're hitting the way you're hitting, you're definitely helping your team win ball games, And it's been awesome to see you do that, man. Congratulations on an awesome year and looking forward to see you continue building on that as you progress here through the, the rest of your career and the rest of this season. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.